We were going to do a completely different show. We we're going to talk about who crashed Luna. But then we discovered that there may be three huge scams in crypto, massive scams in crypto. If you're holding Solana, if you're holding XRP, or if you're holding Doge, we may have uncovered a huge scam in crypto. So you want to be watching the show. Also, uh, we're going to show you the sequence of events of who crashed Luna and when they crashed Luna. We're also going to talk about some good news for Bitcoin, some bad news. Uh, we're going to be doing some Bybit giveaways. We're going to be doing some BitGet giveaways. And we're going to have some fun. But most importantly, we've just uncovered three huge scams in crypto. As if we haven't had enough this year, we have to now have some more scams. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch, go. I mean, I, I gotta be honest, I, I don't know. Let me just make this a bit louder. I can't hear anything. I mean, I, I don't really know if I can if I can handle another scam. I'm, I'm at the point now where, I mean, we've had Luna, we've had 3AC, we've had Celsius, we've had Voyager, we've had BlockFi, we've had FTX, we've had, I don't know if I can do another scam. And today, apparently, three more scams. Uh, as I said, if you are holding Solana, if you're holding Dogecoin, if you're holding XRP, you, are, you may be holding scams you, you really may be holding scam tokens i'm going to show you that today um i got the christmas hat we got what happened to our, i mean this is not a christmas hat oh, yeah. what, what happened to the the thing of the christmas hat the reindeer ate no we need to get a new christmas hat what, what, what is this i mean this is so bad please can we get a new christmas hat so we're going to be doing christmas giveaways today we're going to be talking about uh bitcoin and the bear market and, and where we are and i've got some data for you that says that look even though this is potentially the most boring week in crypto. It has been. It's been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, very boring. I'm going to show you why this is the calm before the storm. And I'm almost willing to bet my bottom dollar that, what's the date today? Eight? Okay, so I, I would say that by next week, Tuesday, we have huge moves in the market. And I'm going to show you where 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 this move is going to be and why the move is going to be and it's going to be huge and when you see it you're going to believe me uh let's just see is there anything else that i'm going to show you today i'm going to show you today uh the 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 sequence of events that happened and how luna was crashed and you know what i'm going to prove to you today that the people that crashed luna were actually or was actually spf i'm going to prove to you today on chain off chain using court papers that the crash the de-pegging of luna was single-handedly caused by FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. That's the show today. But I don't know if I can handle another scam. And there's three. And it happened in one day just when I thought, uh, just when I thought we had this thing right. Um, someone's asking, what, did, what do I think of uh, Giddy? We'll talk about that as well. Because remember, we, I said to you guys, I told you guys, I said, do not buy it. Let me do the homework. Yesterday, I had the call with the team. 
today I can give you feedback and I can tell you whether I think you should be buying it or not buying it. And I can tell you what I'm doing or what I'm doing right now with my position. So that's what we're going to do today. What you're going to do is very simple, okay? What you're going to do is very, 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 very simple. You're going to smash the subscribe button because we've been here all day and we've been all year and we've been working hard all year and all we want for Christmas is 600,000 subscribers and we're on 593,000 and I don't know and change and the only way we can get to 600 is if you subscribe so you subscribe you hit the like button also yesterday you know why no one came to the show yesterday remember I said to you, it was my son's school concert and I didn't come to show you know why no one came to show yesterday because we got shadow burned again and we no one got notifications I was like people were like why didn't you do a show today I'm like I did do a show today I didn't get a notification ah shadow burned so please, you want to help us get Unshadow Band? I'm not asking for much. I'm going to give away huge money on the show today. I'm going to give away huge alpha on the show today. I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for a subscribe and I'm asking for a like. That's it. That's all I want. So let's do it. Let's start today with the highest alpha show on the web. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Here's where we are. Boring as hell, 16,852. But you got to be impressed that we're holding at 16,852 given where the hell we're at. And, you know, the other thing is what you got to look at is you got to look at this bear market and how long this bear market's been going on for. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're almost at 400 days in the bear market. Let's quickly just, just quickly, um, it's, 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 it's huge. It's, it's, okay, so November 10th is when Bitcoin hit the all-time high. Remember that day? Uh, there we go. So we are now 392 days into this bear market. So if you're still here, congratulations. I know it feels boring. You can look at the GMX dashboard to see if you can expect fireworks. Right now, no fireworks. Longs and shorts are pretty, pretty, pretty much equal. So not that. And here is a representation of how long this bear market is relative to all the other bear market, which is which is the green one. I mean, if you're here, you've survived the second longest bear market ever. There's only been one other uh, be longer bear market, and even that ended uh, it ended uh, pretty soon. Now. In the next, uh, what are we going to say? Next four days, three days, everything's going to change. So right now it's quiet. You look at, at Bitcoin, quiet. You look at the, the 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 Nasdaq, pretty much like looking for a heartbeat, almost dead. Um, you look at the dollar index, pretty much waiting at you know one hundred five. I'm still bullish about this lower low. Um, Carla, you bullish about the lower low on the on the dollar index, or, or you're not even paying attention to it? Um. I'm paying attention to, but on a on a higher time frame, a six month scale, it's probably it's at a key level. Okay, so it's a, it's at a key level. Okay, so feels like boring as hell, but it's all about to change. And in the next couple of days, in the next four or five days, it's all going to change, and then we're going to decide whether we're going to have the worst year that Bitcoin has ever had, because right now that's where we are at. We're at minus 65%. We're at the second worst year that Bitcoin has ever had, or whether we can somehow claw our way up the rankings. Um, I mean, in a pretty sick way, I just want it to, to be the worst year. So at least I can say we survived the worst year. But on the other hand, I do want it to go up. So uh, that's where we're at. And I'll tell you what my thesis is and why I think we're going to get a lot of action in the next five or six days. So here's where we're at. On the on Tuesday. Tuesday? What, when's the 13th? Tuesday's the 13th, right? Uh, next week, next week. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Let me, let me check. Let's uh, check. It is Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so you see on the 13th, we get the CPI inflation readings. That's happening on next week on the 13th. Last CPI, one, two, three, 
the last four CPI readings have been going down. You can see that the inflation numbers have been going down, down, down. From, from the peak just above nine, we're now in the sevens. I think we're at 7.7. .7. So that happens on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we're going to get the Fed decision to decide what the interest rates are. So here's how this thing's going to play out. If we get a lower inflation reading than 7.7%, and I think we will, I think we will get a lower inflation reading than 7.7%. You know why? Because the gas prices, the petrol prices, which drive a big part of inflation, have gone down. The house prices and the rental prices have gone down. That's the facts. Those are the numbers. I'm not making them up. Those are facts. That means that in my calculation, we should have lower inflation numbers in 7.7%. I think that when that happens, the numbers go, we come, we get inflation numbers at 7.7. .7, that's five low inflation numbers in a row. The market goes, oh my God, this whole Powell thing is actually really, really working. By the way, remember Powell also came out the other day and he said that maybe the time to slow down the monetary policy rate hikes may be as soon as December. We get a low inflation number on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the Fed meet to have their final FOMC meeting for the year. Right now, there's a 75% of a 50 basis point rate hike. Can you imagine what happens? Can you imagine, just, just for one second, for one second, just imagine what happens. If on Tuesday, we get a low inflation number, and on Wednesday, we get a 50 basis point rate hike. Can, can you, just, just, just for one second, just, just, let's just do this together for one second, just, just, one second, let's just stop and imagine what happens if we get a low inflation number on Tuesday under 7.7%, .7%, okay? And we get a 50 basis point rate hike on Wednesday. Let's just imagine it for one second. Just one second. Just, 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 just imagine it. Just imagine it. It's going to be fucking brilliant, okay? Okay, so... Just let's hope that that happens. Let's look at the other scenario because there's going to be another scenario. The other scenario is we get a slightly high inflation number, slightly higher inflation number, just like just a little bit higher than the inflation number. Bang, we still get a 50 basis point rate hike. So I'm going to predict the following, okay? Here's my prediction. I know you guys are going to make memes out of me next week if I'm wrong, but here goes. I say next week, we get a lower inflation number than the last one, lower than 7.7. .7. I say the market goes up. I say on, and, and the market starts to go bananas. And then on Wednesday, we're going to get the 50 basis point rate hike. And then we are going to shoot up the rankings. And I think that what's going to happen is we're going to go to a place where we are the third, instead of being in second place from the bottom, we're going to be in third place from the bottom. And that's how we're going to finish the year. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But at least I've got the guts to sit here and to make a prediction. Because there's some people that just like, they make YouTube shows. And what they do is like, they, they like kind of like skirt around shit. Like they won't say things. They said it's going to come bite them in the ass. My ass has been so badly bitten by you guys. I don't even give a shit anymore. So I may, I, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm saying. Okay. So that's kind of where we are. I want to show you one or two other things, uh, really good things, really good things. Um, first thing is, uh, I saw this, I saw this, and I think it's worth looking at. I think it's worth looking at. So it, it took six weeks after Terra collapsed for the insolvencies of Three Arrows Capital, Celsius, BlockFi, Voyager to be made public. 
Now, it's been four weeks since the FTX and Alameda collapse. Right now, Genesis is the only one that's about to collapse. And if it does, we don't know if it's going to take Alameda down. What that's showing you is that kind of like everybody that was leveraged is now leveraged. Okay. That's, um, that's pretty much where we're at. And so what's left is, as I said before, we get these retard holders who just, we're not leveraged anymore. We, all our leverage has been unwound and we're not selling. We're, we believe in this technology. We're not selling. We're not selling. And so the leverage is gone. We're not selling anymore. We're retard holders. And like, there's nothing left to unwind anymore. It's all finished. And the one that might still unwind is Genesis. You know, Genesis is a big problem. This is where we're going to find the clues that show us that, if, that SBF collapsed Luna, which collapsed Celsius which collapsed there. We'll go through the whole trend chain. You'll see that in a second. But now what Genesis have said is, look, you know that we're, we're struggling and we want to be raising capital? Well, bad news. We're not going to be raising it in a couple of days. It's actually going to take us like a couple of weeks. It's going to take a long time. In fact, they, they sent this mail out to their clients, um, well written by their lawyers, to actually say nothing and still say a lot. So it says, many thanks for your continued support as we pursue various options for our lending business. We are, committed as, uh, we are committed to being as transparent as possible with you and wanted to update you on a few important points as our process continues. First, our process rem remains to identify the best possible outcome for Genesis clients. We continue to focus our time res and resources on this goal, working consultation with highly experienced advisors and in close collaboration with our owner, DCG. We are evaluating the most effective path to preserve clients' assets, strengthen our liquidity, and ultimately move our business forward. We are also engaged in productive discussions with the representatives of several client groups that have recently co coalesced. coalesced. Would you like to coalesce with me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you might want to. I'll show you something actually quite funny. Later. Second, all other Genesis remain fully up. All other Genesis entities remain fully operational. So we continue supporting our clients 24-7 for their spot and derivatives and their derivatives and custodies. Perhaps most importantly, we greatly appreciate your continued patience. <clears throat> and your commitment to timely communication. When we have meaningful developments to share, as you know, these are extraordinary times in our industry. And while we are working urgently, this is a comprehensive process that will take some time. At this point, we anticipate that it'll take additional weeks rather than days for us to arrive at a pass forward. We urge you uh, as we progress, um, sorry, I lost my space there. Um, additional weeks rather than days to arrive at the pass forward. As we progress, you will hear from us on meaningful developments, including any, any updates on time. Meanwhile, we are intensely engaged in crafting the best resolution for you and continue to serve you moving forward. So basically, um, that letter, basically, if you want to translate it, this is a translation. The translation is, look, it's December. Everyone is on holiday. Everyone's tired after a bad year. We're also tired. We need a break. Some of us are going skiing. Those of us that are in the Southern Hemisphere are going to the beaches. And I think we should just chat in January. And if you've got money with us, basically... Don't expect to hear from us until January. That's kind of what that letter says if you speak English. Um, then you, 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 when that happened, the GBTC premium discount went to minus 47.4% because now again, remember I explained to you that a lot of DCG's GBTC shares are sitting in Genesis. And since there's no solution for Genesis, now what we know is that the um, the premium is down to 47.3%. I am, and I say this again, I'm only saying this because, you know, the word transparent has run, transparent, T-R-A-N, so it ran. I'm being transparent with you. I'm still buying GBTC 
I know it's high risk, but I think for me, it's worth buying GBTC. I'm also going to buy ETH. Maybe I'll put the trade through on the show today. Uh, the reason why I'm buying ETH is because all the whales are buying ETH. Whales and sharks are adding Ethereum. And also what I noticed here was that if you look at Deribit, which is the biggest options exchange right now, it looks like the ETH volume is much bigger than the Bitcoin volume, which shows that institutional uh, um, uh, institutional people are buying ETH over Bitcoin. You see the black line here? The black line here is ETH, 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 and the green line is Bitcoin. And what this shows is that there's a lot of institutional um, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? In uh, institutional interest in Ethereum, and that's why today on the show we're going to buy ETH together because um, I'm 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 transparent because I'm so I'm so transparent with you guys um, that we're going to do that together. Um, just lastly, listen, if you are uh, thinking of giving up on crypto, um, you join 92% of Americans because only 8% of Americans, only 8% of Americans have a positive view of cryptocurrencies. And you know what? I, I think that this is right. Up until today, like I think a lot more people should be positive about cryptocurrencies. But given the fact that we've uncovered another three scams, specifically around Dogecoin, Solana, and XRP. I don't actually blame people that after all these things that only 8% of Americans have a, 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 a view, a positive view on cryptocurrencies. I don't blame people. So if you are thinking of giving up, you're like part of the other 92%. And if you're not, then you're with us and you're the part of the last 8% that are going to fight very, 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 very hard. Even in the wake of um, these scams that are happening which we're going to talk about because we have to. Um, I don't know if you saw this before we talk about the scams. Guys, if you want the scam, smash the like button. Bring the people. Bring the people. Let's have a party here. You want the scams? How many likes have we got? Okay. We want scams. You want scams? 2,500 likes. You want... To, you, oh, I got, oh, hold on. I've got Raul Paul's five picks. I've got Arthur Hayes's five picks. I've got five other... I've got so many other five picks that we did yesterday. If you want those, let us know. 800 likes, 4,000 people, 800 likes. I'm doing it all, I'm doing this all wrong. I'm doing this all wrong. Okay, so um, someone says bring back BitConnect. Listen guys, if you did have a claim in BitConnect, right now BitConnect has more money than claims. So uh, a friend of mine who's a, a lawyer, David Silver, he says that, that right now- What would you like to search for? Sorry, go away. He says that in the BitConnect process, they have more money in BitConnect than people that have claimed. Can you imagine? So if you were affected by BitConnect or if you know someone, just tell them to go and file a claim because you'll get 100% of your money back because there's more money than claims. I wonder what they do with a change. Like what it just like money for you, money for you, money for you, money for you. <laughs> but by the way, I bought a brown shirt, guys. I bought a brown shirt. I had a blue one and a black one. I got a brown one also. <laughs> I need shirts, guys. Size small, please send me um send me your shirts. Send me shirts. All right, let's get back to the serious alpha. It's December. It's hard to be serious. So Binance's Bitcoin reserves are actually fully collateralized, according to Mazars. Now let me tell you that I really believe that Binance's Bitcoin. Bitcoin. So listen to what it says. Like, read between the lines here. Binance's Bitcoin reserves are fully collateralized. Not the ETH, not the altcoin, not the BNB, not the just the Bitcoin reserves are fully collateralized, according to Mazars. So, by the way, but, uh, as I said, I do believe that Binance is the most solid uh, 
exchange in the whole industry. And I don't believe there's anything wrong in Binance. But I do want to show you what the skeptics are saying, because that's what balanced reporting is all about. Um, so the, the company is Mazars. We really trust Mazars. Dylan Leclerc doesn't, doesn't like CZ. He thinks CZ is the next thing to drop. And he's uncovered one or two other things. I mean, I'm not, I don't agree with him on this. First thing is, Willy Wu asks, will you be doing an independent audit of the liabilities against the reserves? And will other coins also be audited? He says, yes, but liabilities are harder. We don't owe anyone money. So we don't owe any loans to anyone. You can ask around. Now, I know, I mean, I know that's quite a cheeky answer, but the truth is, like, if someone tweets at, and then you say, hey, hold on, you, and someone else reads it, says, hey, hold on, you owe me money, the whole of Twitter would have got onto it. So it's, it's actually a very smart answer. But what, I'll, what, what, what Dylan Leclerc also says, and actually, our, we have a guy here who's an accountant auditor, um, typical accountant auditor, like seriously, seriously, seriously boring guy, um, zero life in him. I mean, like the guy's like, you, you know, accountant auditor, like, you try, you try smile at him, he's like, basically, like, he's a serious auditor. I'm not going to mention his name. He knows who he is. But, you know, then after he, I can't say that. He can't say that I was speaking about him, right? Um, so if you look at what the Mazars report says, and this is what our auditor also picked up because only auditors can pick this shit up, okay? It's not an audit. It is an audit on what they called AUP, which is Agreed Upon Procedures. And it says, Binance has requested that we perform an AUP engagement. It's not an audit. It's, a, it's an agreed upon procedure. And he says, an agreed upon procedure engagement is not an audit review or other assurance engagement. So that's what Dylan Leclerc says. Again, look, I really hope that, that, um, that Binance is liquid and that Binance is solvent. Because if Binance is not liquid and not solvent... I don't know if my heart can take another after what I've been through this year <laughs> with Luna and Sierra Capital and Celsius and being attacked by communities and being blamed for the whole Luna collapse. I don't know if my heart can take another collapse. So I would say that, look, I think Binance is solvent. And I think that if they're not solvent, I just want to believe that they're solvent. And even if they're insolvent, rather don't tell us, just, just, just rather just keep hiding it because I don't know if we can handle it anymore. I just like I'm speaking on behalf of uh, Yuri, AJ, uh, Zaquan, Brandon, uh, Zane, Zane Newman, um, uh, Azdek, uh, Tom May. I'm speaking on behalf of the whole banter fam. I just don't think that we deserve it or we can handle it anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I think even if you listen, CZ, do me a favor, even if there is something wrong, and I know there, there isn't, but just even if there is, just don't tell anyone. Give us like two years to recover. Do it in 2025 if there's something wrong. Just let us recover. <laughs> yeah, I can't take any more. I cannot take any more. Three more scams. We'll talk about the three scams at the end. But there's three more scams, and I, you know what? Let's see. All right, let's let's do let's talk about um, FTX. And again, I don't talk about FTX unless there's something that to talk about. And I think today we have to talk about it a little bit more, just a little bit more, because I think you're actually going to like this. The first thing is um, there was a letter. With Maxine Williams asking him, asking him uh, to be here on the 14th of December, Mr. Bankman-Fried, I'm writing for your appearance at the committee hearing. They're not letting him get away. They want him there on the 14th uh, of December. I think that they want him there virtually. I don't think he'd, he'd go there uh, not virtually. Now CNBC says that Maxine Waters is not going to testify. Uh, is not going to subpoena him to testify. 
And so Dave Portnoy comes out and like he freaks out. He, he's the, the guy. Okay, I could do another rant about our friend SPF. You remember him, the CEO of FTX? Hi, y'all, it's SPF. It just came out the last couple hours that Maxine Waters, who has been seen taking pictures of him, blowing kisses to him, is not going to subpoena this guy to testify in front of Congress? What are we talking about? SPF, the last week, two weeks, has been a fucking media tour. He's going around trying to act like Mr. Honest. He wants to figure it out and get people their money back. Can I just stop you and say something? Have you seen how hot his girlfriend is? She's she's a Silvana, I think is her name. She's a Colombian model. She's have you seen how hot she is? Every hard question just, just, just that SPF sure. gets asked, like, hey SPF, where did the eight billion dollars go? Hey SPF, how did you did you know that you were commingling funds that money were depositing to FTX? You were basically gambling. No, and I'm thinking about him and his girlfriend. I look at the ladder in the back. I'm just thinking to myself, why do they have a ladder? I mean, don't leave it up to your imagination. Pulling on no. stocks with Almeida, same parent company. His did. His answer, by the way, to every one of those questions is this. Uh, oh, I don't know. This news to me. I don't know where the $8 billion went. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, I got to find out. Let me talk to some people. Oh, I don't know. Well, you said you had $4 billion like yep. that came in, right? Yep. Is that still, does that still exist? Was that ever real? Um, it, I, I, my guess is that, that some of them might, that, and, um, I, you know this guy the ceo that's why he has a letter because she is very tall i'll show you a picture of her she's on my instagram my follow on instagram i'll, I'll show you in a second anyway maxine water says she will actually um to subpoena him she says she says she will eventually definitely subpoena him but that's not the story that's not Silvana mallorca isn't it that's right it's the, it's not about the subpoena here the, the story gets a lot more exciting because now the shit is starting to hit the fan here the, guys okay enough now about Silvana. it's enough okay so the, the shit's about to hit the fan here. The first thing, and, and I'm loving this, okay? I am fucking loving this, okay? Gary Gensler is getting roasted. And this time, he's getting roasted not just by BitBoy, okay? He's actually getting roasted by other senators. you got to read this shit, okay? The first one that you got to read is this from uh, uh, this this. Um, I'm writing, so this comes from Richie Torres, a member of Congress. It says, I'm writing to respectfully request that the Government Accountability Office conduct an independent review of the SEC's failure to protect the investing public from the egregious mismanagement and malfeasance of FTX, which has brought billions of dollars in losses to about a million creditors and customers. Chair Gary Gensler by the logic of his own public announcements, is singularly responsible for the regulatory failures surrounding the collapse of FTX and its affiliate FTX US. Chair Gensler has said on countless occasions that there is no need for authorizing legislation from Congress. The SEC presently possesses the authority it needs to regulate crypto exchanges, which is exactly what he's saying. If the SEC has the authority, Mr. Gensler claims, why did he fail to uncover the largest crypto Ponzi scheme in US history? And by the way, one of the largest financial schemes in history. One cannot have it both ways while asserting authority while avoiding accountability. It is, it is on Congress to pass laws, but once the necessary laws have been enacted, it is on the regulators to apply those laws, to conduct investigations, and to protect the public. When it comes to FTX, Chair Gensler fundamentally failed as a regulator. And he has no one to blame but himself. The SEC choose to dedicate scarce time and resources investigating Kim Kardashian 
rather than opaque crypto exchanges, leaving many to question whether the commission is operating efficiently and apolitically and whether it has its priorities in the right place. The operating principle of the SEC must be protection for the investing public rather than publicity for the political appointee in charge. This is one of the best letters I've ever read. If the SEC had done due diligence thoroughly investigating the financials of FTX, there would have been a greater likelihood of exposing the crypto exchange for what it truly is, the house of cards built on the monopoly money printed out of thin air. Mr. Gensler's leadership has left the career staff at SEC fundamentally demoralized to the extent rarely seen, with the SEC Inspector General reporting the highest attrition risk in a decade. To what extent has Mr. Gensler's demoralization of his own workforce crippled the commission in its performance of duty to, to protect investors? The public deserves an answer. Given the magnitude of the regulatory failures around the FTX saga, an independent review is both needed and warranted. Thank you for your consideration, Richie Torres, member of, Tor of, of Congress. How the fuck is that letter? That is a letter. That is a letter. That is a letter. And so now the Congress writes Gary Gensler. Letter. It says, dear Gary Gensler, we have uh, questions regarding the SEC utilization of division of enforcement and division of examination authorities to obtain information related to cryptocurrency and blockchain firm. Those authorities are being suited to the SEC's division charge, charged with hiding public commentary as part of the rulemaking process. And so they write him this, this whole le letter saying, um, uh, we have reason to believe that the request might be, uh, you, you got to read this letter, but basically they're all coming down on Gary Gensler. Um, and, and this is, I think, one of the positives that, have, that has come out of this, okay, is that now government needs to act and the pressure is coming on Gary Gensler. And one of the things Gary Gensler is going to have to do at some stage, he's going to have to address GBTC and why he hasn't passed an ETF. That is one of the reasons why I'm starting to buy GBTC now. You can't be in Congress and get all these letters with all these signatures on it from, from, from big people and still not act. It just doesn't work, okay? So, um, let's see, is there anything we missed here? Okay, so it says, over the past five years, how many voluntary documents has the SEC sent to individuals, project teams, and entities uh, regarding activities related to cryptocurrency digital assets? On average, year by year, over the past five years, how many questions did the SEC ask in each voluntary uh, document? Year by year. So they're asking him to say, look, show us what you're doing. Show us what you're doing. And I think that this is the beginning of the end for Gary Gensler. Um, that's for sure. I think this is the beginning of, of the end for Gary Gensler. In the meantime, there's also now investigations on where the hell the money is. And it's not only the money that SBF needs to account for and all the investments, but also the money was stolen. So now they've narrowed it down to four people. Um, the first one is Gary. The second one is Nishad. The third one is Sam. And the fourth one is a guy called Adam Yadidia. Adam is a close friend of Sam and worked at FTX when everyone resigned. He was one of the developers that had the private keys. Um, and he was supposed to succeed Nishad. Uh, so that's the, now there's questions about where the money is. Now, I wanna show you how before, and we, I promise you we are gonna talk about the three scams, Solana, Dogecoin, and XRP. We are gonna talk about it, I promise. And we also, I promise you we're gonna talk about uh, our, my, the, the trade that I took yesterday on Giddy. Uh, we are gonna talk about all of that, I promise. But first I wanna talk to you about how FTX was actually responsible for crashing everything. Everything. And I'll show you why. Because 
I'm going to prove to you now that Sam attacked Luna. Luna made three arrows capital collapse. Three arrows capital made BlockFi and Voyager collapse because biggest creditor to BlockFi and Voyager. Then after that, Sam again attacked, and this time he attacked STETH. Then STETH was what eventually crashed Shell Celsius. Then, then Sam crashed Alameda. Alameda crashed FTT and FTX. FTT and FTX then re-crashed Voyager and BlockFi, who were already manned down after they'd been rescued by SBF after they were taken down by 3AC. Then FTX and Alameda crashed Genesis. Genesis crashed DCG. And then Genesis also crashed Gemini or crashing Gemini. I'm going to show you how the whole thing happened and how it all started with SBF. And now what we're seeing is we're seeing that FTX is being, is being asked to, or there's an inquiry about market manipulation. Federal prosecutors are investigating whether SBF and his hedge fund orchestrated the trades that led to the collapse of, uh, of Luna and Terra in May. And that, of course, as I said, started the collapse that crashed DAC, that crashed BlockFine Voyager, that crashed, that crashed, that crashed, that crashed, that crashed. So what do we know? Here's what we know. And this is a tweet from Jose, who's coming on to banter tomorrow. Uh, smart guy, works for Delphi. Okay, so he says, look, Genesis, the lending firm, mysteriously started to stock up on UST just days before the crash. Now, remember, if you've got a lot of UST, say, say I, I want to short something. I have to borrow to have to sell, right? So what they did was they started to stock up on UST. They started to stock up on USD. They bought 1 billion of USD from LFG. It's actually 1.5 billion of, of, uh, of uh, uh, UST. And they got it from Gemini. And I'll show, you the, I'll show you the sequence of events in a couple of seconds. But just start thinking about uh, these dates. August 2021, Alameda invests in Genesis. Okay, We know that because we now have the spreadsheet of the proofs. We can see that they invested, they started to invest in Genesis Digital Assets, okay? Alameda Research made huge valuations, a billion dollar valuation into Genesis. 550 here, 500 there, and they continued to invest. You can see that they started to invest $100 million in August 2021. Okay, so they, in August 2021, they first invest in, uh, in Alameda, in uh, Genesis. Then later on that year in Feb, they list a USD perpetual just in the beginning of Feb. So I think end of Jan, beginning of Feb, they list a Terra UST uh, perpetual. And why do you list a perpetual? So that you can short. Okay, then later on, LFG, in, on the, look here, look at the date, 5th of May, LFG closed a $1.5 billion OTC swap of UST with BTC. Remember, that's when the Lunar Foundation took $1.5 billion and bought Bitcoin with it and they used Genesis. Remember this tweet that said, the LFG has acquired 30,000. You remember these, these tweets that Do Kwan did? They acquired 1.5 billion using UST. So now Genesis have 1.5 billion in UST, right? Now I want to show you some more of, around this timeline. So they have 1.5 billion in UST. They then borrow some more, and we think it's about another billion. They, they launched the, the, the perpetual. And then there was a certain date. You'll remember this date. Remember the day that the curve pool was moved. Do you remember that, that day where the whole thing started, where there was a, 
where they were moving from uh, one curve pool to another curve pool. That was the 7th of May. And if you track the transaction over here, here we go. There's a transaction on the 7th of May. So 5 May, they are accumulating UST. 7 May, there is the move from, I think it was pool curve pool three. Can you see that? That's the move over there. What happens? Let's just what? Let, let's quickly go to the price. There we go. That is that is five May. Five May. The peg is pretty much the peg. Six, seven. The we depeg for the first time to ninety-eight point six two seven. Monday the eighth. Sorry, Sunday the eighth, and then Monday uh, Sunday the, the seventh, and Monday the eighth. Uh, sorry, Sunday the eighth and Monday the ninth. We get the full depeg which is pretty coincidental considering that we have the investment all before those dates by Alameda into Genesis. Here it is. It's on the liquidator's balance sheet over here. And then we have them two days before getting a whole lot of UST. You short the UST, you depeg the whole thing, and effectively you, un you, you depeg the whole, uh, the whole UST and then everything starts to collapse. Now, of course, they denied this. SBF denies this. Sam Trabuco denies this. Doak one's asking questions. He's, he's asking a lot of questions. Listen to the questions. I mean, so I'm human. So I, I, I have a personal curiosity, a, a very strong personal curiosity in terms of whether Alameda had anything to do with the USD going down. Um, but having said that, I don't think that really changes anything, right? Because no, we'll talk about that in a second. I want to we'll talk about that in a second. So let's go back to Doug Wan. Doug Wan says, look, I think the time has come for Genesis Trading to reveal if they provided $1 billion USD shortly before the crash of SBF, the crash to SBF Alameda. The purchase of from LFG was represented as a stemming from interest in to participate in the in Terra DeFi ecosystem, not ammo to attack the peg. Another question. Alameda borrowed nine figures in Bitcoin from Voyager on DPEG dates and asked other large firms to borrow 10 figures. What is it used for to become public knowledge? Could it have been to short Bitcoin to weaken the LFG reserves? This is now, this is fairly public knowledge at this point, but the large currency contraction that UST went through on the, on, in February, blah, blah. So now Do Kwan's asking questions. Interesting, this is all going to come out now in the court documents because in the Genesis liquidation, everything is starting to be revealed. That's why we're starting to get, uh, in the Genesis chapter, if they go into chapter 11, we're going to get much more, but already we're starting to get a lot of information about Alameda being very, very, very scrupulously linked to, to Genesis. We now know about the 1.5 billion UST. We now know about the more borrowing of the UST. We know all of this. And we now know that probably... SBF was the one that attacked Luna and that caused the whole, all the dominoes to collapse. Now, I have a question for you. First of all, are you surprised? No, you're not surprised. You know, you know why you're not surprised? Because we always knew Alameda were bad people. It's why we never used an FTX referral link. It's why we fell out with Sam and FTX. It's why they used their public platform to do IDOs and then went and bought up all the Stargate tokens for themselves because they're assholes and because they're not good people. But the truth is it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why it doesn't matter. Because 
whether or not SBF did it or Citadel did it or Kyle Dupes or James did it doesn't really matter. What matters is that somebody would have done it. If it wasn't um, tr traditional finance, if it wasn't Citadel, if it wasn't, somebody would have eventually attacked the pig. And as Algod Trading says, there's zero chance Luna would have survived and blaming SBF for just a way of shoving away the legal responsibilities. The truth is that probably would have collapsed anyway. But you know what it was? SBF was portraying himself to be the white knight that was saving crypto, while at the same time, he just kept attacking and attacking and attacking. Why? He first attacked Luna, then BlockFi and Voyager went under, and then he saw an opportunity to access users' funds, so he bailed out BlockFi and Voyager just so he could access more money. Then, remember, he attacked the STETH pig, which eventually destroyed Celsius. And then he tried to bail out Celsius, but Alex Mashinsky wasn't going to have any of that, remember? And then eventually Alex Mashinsky had to resign. And so now we start seeing how the whole puzzle starts unraveling. And I, I'm going to put my money on to say that Sam Bankman-Fried eventually lands up in jail. And look, I'm sorry that we had to speak about them today, but I think it's worth speaking about. And next, we're going to speak about the three scams. Someone says a legend. It's not a legend anymore. Now I've showed you. It's not, it's not a legend. It's not a legend. And if you want to sue me, sue me. You know where to find me. I'm in Africa, bro. Um, <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, a couple of other things before we talk about the scams. We're going to talk about the scams, I promise. Um, first thing is, Andre is back. He's speaking. He even says, look, looking forward to speaking. A few comments. There'll be no announcements. Don't expect hype. It's going to be a virtual attendance. Expect boring topics such as de-risking, L1 scaling, gas subsidies, gas monetization, da 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 Thing is, Andre's back. And the reason why we know Andre's back is if you, you go to Andre's bio, it's now a co-founder and architect of the Phantom Foundation. So like, you know, like it's not, no longer like meme shit and stuff like that. It's like, it's, 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 it's proper. Um, some other interesting news, and we're going to talk about the scams in a second. I'm going to do some giveaways for you guys in a sec, but Twitter is playing an interesting game with Apple. Why? Because you know that Apple charged 30% tax on all the stuff in the App Store? Well, Twitter's, Twitter to hike blue pricing from $11 for iPhone users. So I think what Elon's doing is saying, look, you know, if, if you want to use, if you want to use an iPhone, that's cool, but you're going to pay more because I'm not paying more and you guys can go and push Apple or stop buying Apple products. So I think that's the other one. All right. Now let's talk about the, let's talk about the scams. So I warned you that I can't handle another scam, but someone very reliable says that Dogecoin, XRP, and Solana are all cons. Someone, someone really, really, really reliable. When he speaks, we listen. Who, who is it? Any idea? This thing, all these different prices, like we put up XRP and Solana and Dogecoin. Those are all, I believe, cons. Yeah. I mean, why don't we just put up like a bunch of stocks that are valued at the same size? I, so I'm tired of the con. I thought you guys did a terrific job. And I love it, it, I, I love blockchain, but it has nothing to do with what happened. That's like saying, yeah. you know what? I really love the fact that we put up cryptocurrencies. But there's nothing <laughs> to love. Technology is good. But it, it, it's I mean, if we think that the XRP uh, slash USD coin is something that we should be following, well, I mean, we should be following just, we should put up like rent the runway and stitch fix up there. I mean, I, you know, honestly, 
You know, let's put up those CEOs on too, I guess. I don't know. Let's put up Sienna up there. I don't know. I mean, so listen, according to Jim Cramer, XRP, Doge, and, 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 and Solana scam. So if you do follow Jim Cramer, if you're one of those people that pay for the CNBC Investment Club to be with Jim Cramer, <laughs> you should be selling your stuff. <laughs> you should be selling your stuff. Um, a couple of other things. So let's look here. Remember, we did this yesterday. I was having a lot of fun yesterday with these portfolios. You want to do some portfolios quickly? Um, so we were looking at the top five coins that people are buying and adding to their portfolio this year. Um, let's look, I've got picks today from uh, Raul Paul. I've got my pick, I've got Arthur Hayes. I've got Shachaf Bargevin from Koti. I've got Sheldon's picks. I've got Jose, I've got Avishal, I've got Jordi. Who do you want me to open first? Let's go, who do you want me to open first? Who do you want me to open first? You're saying run inexcusable. It's not me, it's Jim. It's Jim Kramer, guys. All right, let's go. Uh, you tell me who should I open first while you guys are doing that. Remember, I've got to select someone with a Christmas hat for the Bybit Christmas promotion. All you need to do is put money into your Bybit account. $250 is the minimum. And then you can win up to $50,000 in one day. And today there's special, special, special prizes, including, no, I'm not even going to mention it. So there are 5,398 people that have deposited. Uh, so let's go to the random number generator. Kyle, you've got the boxes. People have voted. Okay, 1,905, that is the winning number. So account number 1,905, you are the winning number. And what will you win? That's the question. What will you win? Because in the Bible, 20 days until Christmas campaign, um, it's always box two. It's always box two. And bo it's always box two. You guys are always voting box two, and box two always has the best prizes. So let's look at box number one before we look at Arthur Hayes' portfolio and Raul Paul's portfolio. So... In box number one, you would have got box number one would have got $80. So that didn't end there. You would also got a bed set, a run sleepy time bed set, okay? With two donut pillows, with two pillows with a Bitcoin and Doge on them. And you would have got two tickets to Fred's wedding this weekend. That is if you've got box number one. And guys, tomorrow I need a pom-pom. I, I can't do that pom-pom. Box number three. Box number three. You would have got a Sheldon bed set. Okay? And $750. But instead... You got box number two. You got box number two. And inside box number two is, firstly, oh, no, it's a bed set with Jimmy doing weights. Jimmy, the sound guy. You see Jimmy, the sound guy. You can't see it because it's a green screen. It's Jimmy, the sound guy. You get that. And, of course, you get the biggest prize because box number two always has the biggest prize. Who's, who's, who's doing this? You get a thousand dollars. So if that if you're if you are uh, account number two six eight eight nine eight two one, remember to email us at uh, giveaways at cryptobanter.com and uh, you will win the uh, you'll you can claim your prize and we'll send it to you. You get a Jimmy bed set, which is an amazing bed set, really 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 good bed set with with Jimmy on the gym, um, and uh, and um, you also get a two tickets to Fred's wedding. 
So if you ask, if you are here in South Africa, you get two tickets to Fred's wedding this weekend. Fred has no idea we're giving this away, um, but you're getting two tickets to Fred's wedding. So it's account number 268-89821, two tickets to Fred's wedding, a bed set with Jimmy and $1,000 credited to your account. Um, cool. Uh, okay, two things we want to do today. I want to do some buying with you guys. I want to show you Dave Portnoy's girlfriend, and I want to show you the portfolio. So the first thing we're going to look at is we're going to look at Dave Portnoy. Did you see, as soon as I spoke about Dave Portnoy's girlfriend, look at, look what happened to that. Okay, so you see, that is, I'm telling you, bro, she's, she's amazing. I, I follow her. So that, look, I mean, you can see exactly what happened to, to, to the hat. I'll show you something else here. Yeah? Um, if we can get a Gary Gensler. See, that, look at this. Look what happened to that. Okay, okay now look here. Wait, I'll show you again. Hold on, let me show you again. Okay, so if we go back to Silvana. Okay, look at that. Incredible how this hat works. Incredible how this hat works. So, okay, next, that I, next thing I want to show you, let's quickly look at Raul Paul's portfolio. because uh, you. Oh, by the way, there's a, a massive indicator that shows that you may be going into a bull market. We took our views per day across the Bitcoin price. You can see our views always uh, just lag the Bitcoin price, you see? And it looks like they're lagging the Bitcoin price again. You can't see it. And it looks like they're lagging the Bitcoin price again. And the same thing with our subscribers. You can see that we lag the Bitcoin price and it looks like now is the turning point. So there's a good, a, another good thing here. Um, let's look at Raul's portfolio quickly. I mean, guys, we're here. Let's have some fun. I mean, everyone's rushing. Okay, let's look at what Sheldino Tentino would add into his portfolio. I know what Sheldino is adding into his portfolio. Theta, uh, Render, Matic, ETH. That's what I think Tentino's adding into his long-term portfolio. Let's see if I'm right. Ha, not all. So Theta, VeChain, Sol, AVAX, Rune is what Sheldon would hold for two years. I didn't, I didn't drink water today. You said so. Okay. Let's look at Raul Paul. Raul Paul. Solana, ETH, Matic, Bitcoin. What do you think? Am I right? ETH, Matic, oh, Solana, Doge, and Grail NFTs. I know why he's done Doge. Doge is his Twitter integration. It's the same as mine. It's, a, it's the same as mine. Okay. Then uh, let's look at um, Jose from uh, Jose from, from Delphi. Uh, I say Jose is Solana. Injective protocol, Rune, Matic, and something on the Cosmos chain. Let's see if I get it right. Okay, so I did say Injective. I did say ETH. I did say Solana. I did say Matic. I didn't get GMX. Okay, so and lastly, 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 should we do Arthur Hayes or should we do Arthur Hayes tomorrow? All right, so you want to do Arthur Hayes tomorrow? 
Okay, let's do some artists tomorrow. Okay, now, lastly, 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 because I keep trying, I keep meaning to do this, but then I don't do it. And then it becomes like, you know, like when you always delay your buying and you always delay your buying. And then what happens is you end up, you end up dying poor because you just don't ever buy. See, now the price has gone up because I'm here doing the show. Now the price has gone up. Now it's a problem. It's a big problem. But hold on, I just need to authenticate myself with a two factor authentication. I really hope I can authenticate myself because this is not actually, actually, actually my computer. Let's have a look here. Uh, no, hold on. We're going to do some buying together now. All together. All together now. We're going to do some buying. Uh, let me log out of this account. Hold on, hold on. It's going to be worth it. Stay with me. Stay with me, guys. Focus. Stay with me. Stay with me. Everybody stay with me. Stay with me. We, we can do this. Okay. There we go. This should work. Okay, come on. Okay, it's asking me for authentication, which I don't think I even have. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, okay, let's try this and see if it works. Please let me in. Okay, we have liftoff. And we're going to go to the spot account. We got to go to the spot account. And in our spot account, what we're going to do right now, go away. Hold on a second. Okay. In our spot account, I think we need to buy some ETH. But I think if you want to buy ETH, you got to have USDT in your account. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that how it works? I don't, have, I don't have USDT in my account and I really want to buy some ETH. I guess we're going to have to do it tomorrow because I don't have... Uh, I don't have uh, USDT in my account because my traders didn't listen to me yesterday when I said put BTC in the account so we can swap the BTC for ETH. Yeah, but I mean you can see what I'm holding in my account, it's, you know, because we it's transparent with a with a run ETH, BNB, Uniswap, Curve, Helium, Solana, some USDC. I'll trade those USDC. I'll, I'll, I'll buy I'll buy some uh, I'll buy some ETH for that I'll buy some ETH for that. Let's go 100%. Right, one, two, four. And let's buy 21,000 worth of ETH, 17 ETH. Sold. Bang, gone. Here we go. There we go. Remember, if you want to participate in these competitions, if you want to win the Christmas portfolio, and tomorrow I'm going to give away the other James portfolios. So simple. It's Christmas time. It's what we do in Christmas. We, we watch George's show. Welcome back to Cryptos are Us. I'm, I'm George. George. We're, We're all George. George. So, so today... welcome to another market. <laughs> okay, no, no. Let's let's not watch George. Let's not watch George's show. Let's so, so today... welcome to another market. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go here to the Christmas promotion. Sign up using this link tomorrow. Put two hundred and fifty dollars into your account, um, and uh, you can win up to fifty thousand dollars every single day. Uh, you can do the same thing on Bitget. Uh, we, there's a massive, massive uh, BitGet promotion uh, as well. Uh, with BitGet, you can get up to, no, with Bybit, you can get up to $30,000 sign-up bonus, which is also huge. BitGet, also big accounts. Uh, oh, BitCasino, I'm supposed to give away a BitCasino prize. The $1,000 goes to Gok Tong. Gok Tong, G-O-H-C-T-O-N-G. You won $1,000 for gambling. So you, got, you just won $1,000 for more gambling. Now, let's do something together. Are you all, are you all at home? Okay, now you ready? 
Hey, let's do this. It's going to be fun. Okay. So we're going to do this. We're going to go to George's videos. I like George. Cool guy. I wish he'd come back on our show. We could have some fun with him. Um, one, two, three, go. Welcome back, back to Cryptos Are Us. I'm George. We're all George. So on so? this happy <laughs> Friday morning. Okay, wait, one more, one more. Come on. We've got to do one more. Let's do one more. Let's go. Let's, let's do one more. Come on. Come on. Pick one. Okay, let's go. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome back, back to Cryptos Are Us. I'm George. We're all George. George. So good so. morning. <laughs> Things are looking. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys. I think this is the stream's getting a little bit out of hand. Um, <laughs> I love George. Now, people say, "Are you friends with George?" I love George. He used to come on my show. I did watch a lot of his streams. He didn't come here. He doesn't come here anymore because we had a bit of a fallout. Not a fallout, but he took on Richard Hart, and I invited him to take on Richard Hart on my show. And then since then, he never came onto our show anymore. Anyway, um, I see Fred's leaving. Fred, we'll see you at the wedding. I gave away two tickets, by the way. Okay. Um, See you guys again tomorrow. It's been fun being here with you guys. Uh, until then, trade well, my friends. That was a lot of fun. Oh, he didn't. Didn't he ended him on my on our show? That's for sure. Yeah, that was the end. Yeah, he didn't come. He, he never came back after. He never. It's like Richard says that.